Well, 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 episode three. Last week's gone quickly. Easter happened and looking out the window, so has spring, which is a nice setup because what I wanted to talk to you about this week was the concept of landship. So as you may or may not know, for about the last six months, I've been thinking about the idea of land as platform, kind of a subset of thinking about spatial strategy. And it's kind of maybe perhaps an overly ambitious idea. It covers everything from soil biology to warring AIs, betting on prediction markets to best complete for their climate change models. It talks about key line design and farm layout and land management. Um, It's quite a big thing. And I think it's going to have to be a book at some point. But I've been thinking about solarpunk and I've been thinking about rewilding and I've been thinking about key line design and what it looks like when you actually apply it on the landscape. And I've been thinking about rice paddies in Bali and terracing in the Mediterranean. And it's it's one of those things recently for me in the last couple of days where a whole bunch of stuff has just come together. And I wanted to read you a quote from the call for papers for a conference called Landscape Citizens, a symposium, which will take place at Conway Hall in November, which I'm thinking about submitting to if I can navigate the academic language. So here we go. Quote, landscapecitizenships.wordpress.com. Everywhere people are courted by sophisticated media engines, political, corporate, marketing, which seek to tie their identities to brands, nations, races, sports, monarchs, deities, shared animosities. Alternatively, environmental belletrist Gary Snyder, 1995, in advancing the idea of watershed or bioregional citizenships, seeks to tie belonging to the substantive landscapes. Kenneth Olwig, 2005, also frames similar ideas grounded in a discourse of landscape justice and landscape democracy. Olwig makes an electrifying parallel between the suffixes scape and ship, the latter meaning something showing, exhibiting, or embodying a quality or state of being is tangible in friendship, comradeship, or fellowship. Alwig thus asks that people might conceive of themselves embedded in a landship, the dimensions of which might lead to a more fulfilling, engaged, meaningful, and emplaced belonging. Citizenship, conceived as landship, also asks that the criteria for belonging issue not from birthright or blood and soil, but from affinity, experience, and applied landscape knowledge. Wow, what a term. And I am sorry for such a long quote in the middle of this show, but I thought it was important because landship, as in spaceship, landship, as in friendship. I love the term and it works so, so well. I mean, I can conceive of my relationship with Eve as a ship that we bind ourselves to the mast to weather the difficulties of our life and the trials that it brings. But we are also in relationship with one another. So what then does it mean to be in spaceship with an environment? I think the books of Anne Leckie, the Ancillary Justice Trilogy, and Kim Stanley Robinson's Aurora kind of speak to to what it means to be in spaceship with an environment, as well as to be inside the spaceship. The same as we would be in landship with the environment around us. Landship as in spaceship. We have the ability to change the environment around us. It is one of the features of being human. The environment around us is a desert, and we can change that. Rewilding is just a small part of it. Better land management and land use and approach to how it is, but thinking of it as a ship is a much more localized version of Bucky Fuller's Spaceship Earth, and I think it's a really interesting proposition to work with. And you have the landship, the friendship, the relationship, 
we're going to need both if we're going to survive the rescue mission. Because with the rescue mission comes the salvage mission, and we need more than cathedral-scale permaculture to save the world. We need landship and friendship, and we must face the future the way that humanity has always done, through dreams, stories, and song. And that feels very much like the opening of a discussion as opposed to the ending of one. Speaking of endings, uh, my time is up. I've been at the JMO on the socials and you've been listening to episode 1803 of permanentlymoved.online, a podcast in 301 seconds.